It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. And it's time for your weekly Grape Encounter. And I've mentioned several times how much consumption of wine, well, not just wine, spirits, and anything with alcohol in it in general has gone up since we've been going through this pandemic. And uh, Nielsen came out with a list of the 15 hottest brands right now. We're going to get into that list, but I first want to introduce a guest. We've had him on along with his wife. I think now maybe three times. They are two of my absolute favorite people. And when it comes to the wine industry, they are of a stature that few, if any people will ever reach. And that's just a fact. They created the most successful brand in the world. They sold it for, I'm going to ask him how much he sold it for. He probably won't tell me, but they sold it for a gazillion dollars. Let's just say that. And so I'm really happy to have on a solo today, Michael Houlihan. He and Bonnie Harvey, his wife, founded Barefoot Wine totally by accident. And it was a very happy accident, wasn't it, Michael? Oh, yeah. Thank you, David, for having me on. Oh, I love having you on. And you and I got to, well, not just you and I, but your wife as well. We got to do a little overnight a few years ago, which was way fun. We all that met. was fun. That was really fun. We all met up and stayed at a wonderful host's house in the LA area. And that was a, that was a ball. That, that's where I really got a lot of insight into everything that you guys are doing. But I want to, before we even get into this subject that I've introduced here, I want to talk a bit about the barefoot spirit because you guys sold to Gallo now. I I think it's got to be around 15 years ago, 15, 16 years uh, ago. It was uh, in 2005. So yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah. Yet you are still making your living on the barefoot name or from the barefoot name. It's astonishing. You wrote a book called The Barefoot Spirit and right. you have a newsletter that goes out called The Barefoot Spirit as well. And you're just into all kinds of stuff, but you're taking this really unique knowledge that you gained from operating, creating and operating barefoot wine and have turned it into an empire that is helping a whole lot of businesses. And particularly now, I've really been interested in a lot of the things that you've been suggesting to businesses. Tell us, you know, exactly 
how this all works because you use the Barefoot logo, right? And I'm surprised that Gallo, who purchased the company, allows that to happen. What's going on? Well, you know, when we sold the brand to E&J, they asked us if we would come on and work for them for a year as brand consultants. And as they put it, to keep the barefoot spirit alive. So they used the term, the barefoot spirit. We liked it because it sounded like the entrepreneurial spirit, barefoot style. And yeah. fast forward five years, we write a New York Times bestselling book called The Barefoot Spirit. And by this time, we're consultants and we're helping people not just in the wine industry, but in other industries, especially like consumer packaged goods, which wine is. And, you know, how do you create a product and how do you get it into distribution and uh, what does it really take and how do you build a team and how do you encourage the team and, and, and how do you compensate the team? And so these are all principles that we learned the hard way building the barefoot brand over 20 years. Yeah, we did it the wrong way first. And that's why we know what the right way is. So we took those right ways and those best practices and uh, we are teaching them now. And we're also advisors on companies to help them engage their people. And now with everybody being sent home to work from home with COVID, they have removed them from the office. So now engagement's a real problem and retention is a real problem. So how do you communicate your values and your history to somebody that you've hired online? So this is not just a wine industry problem. This is a business problem. So we've jumped into the fray there with what we call business audio theater. And we're actually doing a 1945 style radio play that is, you know, the story of Barefoot and how it was founded, the seminal moments. And you hear us getting kicked out of offices and you hear people quitting, you hear doors slamming, you hear, you know, lightning and everything else and, and buyers and, and shopping carts. And there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of sound effects in it and music and it's entertaining, but it's an, it's an interesting and different way to deliver a virtual book through MP3 format and give people the, the way to identify with the founders and their principles so that when they're doing their off-premise job, they know how the founders would have treated people, how they would have treated their vendors, how they would have treated, you know, the suppliers, how they would have treated their fellow workers, and more importantly, how they would have treated their customers. So that's what the barefoot spirit is, and and that's where we've taken it. So we've gone from the wine business to the business business. So we've got so much to digest in what you just said there. And we are, of course, talking to one of the two founders of Barefoot Wine, Michael Houlihan, who, by the way, you've stayed in wine country, right? You're up in Sonoma, and, and I've been to your house. And boy, you and Bonnie are two of the luckiest people on earth. I mean, where you guys live is just like, wow. But it's not like, it's not over the top. It's just country wow, right? Can I, is that, yeah, a, we, is that a term, country wow? I, I, I'd call it uh, rural elegance. Rural you elegance, know, okay. You know, it's kind of, it's got a down-home feel to it, but it's it's also got, you know, some wainscoting on the walls, you know, and some crown moldings on the doors. So, so, so I, well, I'm looking at you through Zoom and the room that you're in is kind of the great room there and some very historic decisions were made in that room. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. Very historic decisions. I mean, uh, we had people in here uh, who were managers from companies like Trader Joe's, and they took Barefoot 
and they used it as an example of what Californians are drinking as they opened their stores across the United States. So if you were in Des Moines, Iowa, and they opened a Trader Joe's there, it was, hey, come on, Sal, let's go down to the Trader Joe's and see what they're doing in California. You go in the door and there's barefoot stacked to the moon. So wait a second. So are you telling me that in the days that preceded to Buck Chuck, that oh, yeah. you were the Trader Joe brand of choice? Is that is that fair to say that? Or one I, of them? I would say I would say so, yes. We had a, a very tight relationship with Trader Joe's and it was before Two Buck Chuck. You know, Two Buck Chuck is great. You know, I know that I know people who go to the Trader Joe's and they get a bottle of Two Buck Chuck, they go out in the parking lot and they see if it's good. If it is, they go back and buy a case, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, otherwise they drive home. <laughs> Were you guys ever competitors? No, that uh, two buck check was no. made by uh, is made by Franzia. Fred, no, no, Fred, I, I, Fred Franzia, I, I, who is a genius. But yeah, were you Franzia's guys ever great. were you guys ever head to head? No, no, I get along fine with Franzia. And uh, no, I just mean as as friendly competitors. Were did you guys? We go- never, we never competed. We never, we never competed. In fact, at Barefoot, we we never looked at the market as a competitive market. We were more interested in how we did last year and how we did this year. So we were competing against ourselves, always trying to get more medals, always trying to get more loyalty, always trying to create a little more fun, and always trying to expand our brand into new states. So, you know, we didn't have time to think about the competition. You know, we had our own problems to correct. (laughs) Well, we've got at least three important things that I want to talk to you about, and uh, we're going to have to take a little break here for a second. Michael Houlihan, uh, one of the uh, co-founders of the Barefoot brand, you just can't imagine how big this brand is, how successful this maneuver is, but more than that, how completely unexpected and revolutionary what they did was. It changed the entire wine industry. It changed everything that we know about wine, the way we drink wine, the kinds of wines we drink, all because of these crazy people who got into wine accidentally. (laughs) Accidentally. We'll talk about that happy accident in just a second. Okay, Michael, stay with me? Sure. You know, even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is always several steps ahead. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible prices. And for a contactless experience, try their curbside pickup option. Simply order online for an easy new way to shop at TotalWine.com. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, 
free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines, all under $20 and many under $10. Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. imagine what it would be like to accidentally come upon a whole bunch of grape juice and it's payment for services rendered it's not exactly what you wanted to be paid in but you take it all the same in because you know it's better than nothing and it's like it was given to you by a genie because in a very short period of time it becomes the goose that lays the golden eggs that you could possibly imagine that is uh, the bear foot story kind of sorta but it's really based on the ingenuity of Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey a couple up in Sonoma County I've got Michael on right now who just thought this through and they came up with a game plan not knowing anything about wine Michael what kind of wine were you guys drinking at that time actually I should ask you what you were smoking when you did this right yeah well you know that's when it was illegal yeah right of course (laughs) we were drinking uh, vodka and beer. I don't think we were drinking wine. You know, it, it always was a little too snobby. Uh, you know, the, the people were very, uh, you know, kind of isolated and, you know, snobby. They weren't inclusive. They weren't fun. The wine industry itself was shooting itself in the foot, if I can use that metaphor. Sure. Because they were actually turning a lot of people off. They weren't approachable. And uh, the wines, you know, the, the buyers were all males, but there was a big market that was unaddressed at the time, and we saw it, and it was the 37-year-old mom pushing a cart down the supermarket aisle shopping for a Tuesday night staple wine. So this is not a brag wine where you, oh, look at the vintage, look at the appellation, you know, gee, I'm getting mid-notes here. You know, it's none of that. This is more like, it better not taste funny next year. It better <laughs> taste the same as it does, and yeah. it better not change 
change the price. See, because this is my brand. So that's the market that we went after. And we noticed that the wine industry wasn't addressing it. And we found it because we thought, well, where is most of the wine being sold in California? And the answer is in the supermarket. And we said, well, who's actually buying it? What gender are they? How old are they? What is their family situation? And we saw this woman, she's 37. She's got two kids. And this is her. This is 78% of the supermarket shoppers. So we just said, oh, okay, what does she want? And we began talking to her. I mean, when somebody trades you a bunch of wine instead of money, you've got to convert it into money. And so that means you have to have a marketing program. You have to identify your target market and you have to address them. And so that's what Barefoot was really all about. It was addressing this 37-year-old mom who was looking for a Tuesday night wine. Now, keep in mind, there's six Tuesdays in the week, right? Right. And so exactly. you, you sell an awful lot more wine to that kind of a buyer than you do to right. somebody who's showing off with the latest vintage and, the, and you know, the winemaker's signature bottle. Don't for, get me wrong. I love those. You can send them over. Let me jump in there for a second because you said something that is so important and profound, and it is the reason why my show exists. And I was worried when I started the show 12 years ago that wine people were going to tar and feather me because I just don't have any patience for pretentious. Oh, a little pretentiousness is okay, but you know the people I'm talking about. And they're only about like 3% of the wine drinking population. The rest of us just sit back and scratch our heads and go, really? Is that what you, you need to do and say to feel important? And as you know, winemakers are the least pretentious people often in the world. They're farmers. They got dirt under their fingernails. They don't even have any patience for it. But what you recognized, and we didn't know each other at the time, but what you recognized, and I think what I recognized, I'm putting myself in the same category as you just for this particular point, was that there was this massive disconnect. Massive. Here you had 95%, let's say, of the wine drinking population that just doesn't want the uppity stuff incorporated into, you know, the the language that we speak about wine, yet everybody was talking in lingo. So you guys did something, and I have to remind my listeners of this, because at the time you guys put a footprint on a bottle of wine as a logo, you created a stir like you wouldn't believe, right? Because there weren't these clever wine labels then. They didn't exist. I think you were the first, right? Well, they wouldn't let us into the winery association. And, uh, you know, we were being poo-pooed. You know, you're trying to cheapen wine. It's a joke. It's a novelty. It will go away. And, you know, the thing is, they saw us as trying to compete with them and underprice them. But, you know, it's funny. Fast forward 10 years later, they were calling us up at the office and saying, you know, I'm over here at such and such snobby winery. And uh, my tasting room is filled with people who are asking where the barefoot tasting room is because that's where they got started on wine. Yes. And that's something that I learned about you guys a long time ago was that what ended up happening, as I understand it, is that Barefoot became, again, quite accidentally, the entry point for a lot of people who would then go on to drink those more pricey wines. And, you know, look, look, there is a difference, right? We're talking about wines that are principally table wines, everyday wines. They're not meant to compete with the $60 bottle of wine. Uh, You guys never had it in your head that 
wow, we can make an $8 bottle of wine that's just as good as an $80 bottle of wine. You weren't even thinking in that direction, but you ended up helping the more pricey brands because you got people interested in wine who weren't drinking wine. Where were they coming from? Where- they were coming from outside the wine aficionado envelope. They were coming from beer land. They were coming from vodka land. They were coming from places where they didn't drink wine for the same reasons we did. So the thing is, we were outsiders. And because we were outsiders, we didn't know anything about the wine industry. We saw this trade that we got as kind of a gift and we didn't want to fumble the ball and we had to sell it. And so we just said, okay, who's going to buy this? What do they want? How can we package it? How can we formulate it? How can we give them what they want? We weren't even thinking about the other wineries at the time. We weren't even thinking, oh, we're part of the wine industry. So the disruption came because it really got some teeth. It got some traction in the marketplace and it started to expand the wine aficionado envelope itself. Because you got to remember in those days, there was about eight times more beer drinkers than wine drinkers in America. Wow, wow, wow. You know, and now we're down to like one to one, lots of crossovers. So we're happy to say that Barefoot was one of the bridge wines that enabled people who are outside the wine industry to discover, you know, the wonderful worlds of wine. You're not going to discover wine for $27.50 a bottle, but at $5.99, you know, all fruit forward, easy drinking, you're going to discover wine. At what point did you and Bonnie say to yourselves, oh my gosh, we're creating a behemoth here? Well, you know, they say you got to push your business to get it going and then you got to run to keep up with it. The realization was when Kroger's put us into 18 states with a wave of a hand. Oh my gosh. And how did you celebrate that night? (laughs) Well, actually, we were scared to death because we didn't have representatives in those 18 states and we didn't want to get into those stores and be discontinued. So we had to develop programs in each one of those 18 states. We went to work. We didn't celebrate. Hang on for just a second. We're going to have to take that very necessary break right now. Talking to Michael Houlihan, one of the co-founders of the Barefoot brand. The the brand sold uh, 15 years ago to Gallo. I want to look at some of the competition that Barefoot has and what's really hot right now as we wait our way through or wait our way through the COVID pandemic. We like to talk about wine. Did you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of Grape Encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show? If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show. Like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine, information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in. First, join the Grape Encounters Radio group page on Facebook. Make sure it's the group page. Or you can sign up for our mailing list at GrapeEncounters.com. In coming weeks, I'll be doing giveaways, offering free online parties exclusively for you, and a lot more. Please, don't miss out. Connect with me on Facebook or at GrapeEncounters.com. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about... 
nuts. Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. Man, have we got one of my favorite guests on today. It is Michael Houlihan, one of the co-founders of the Barefoot brand, along with his wife, Bonnie Harvey. Two of the most interesting. And I will say, Michael, you two are uh, characters, but you're really unique. You guys are not like anybody I've ever met before. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe you guys because you just everything you do is off the beaten path. I mean, you guys don't do anything conventionally, do you? Do you put your pants on one leg at a time? I try to just jump into them. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Hey, we're going to talk about a number of these brands that have really taken off or are screaming right now during COVID. But before we do that, I wanted to go back to something that you said when we first opened the show. You were talking about this radio theater drama that you created it's an audio product, and it tells the whole story of, you know, from start to finish of how you guys created the most iconic brand in the country. And you have a huge star whose name is attached to this. Go ahead and tell Ed him. Asner. Ed Asner. Mr. Yes, we- Mr. Grant. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Uh, I've, I've gotten to listen to a good portion of it, and it's it's so super interesting. I really encourage people if you if you really want to have an amazing, get an amazing understanding of this brand and a feel for what it would be like to be two people who know nothing about wine, who are following their instincts and they're thinking it through, and they turn it into a gazillion dollars. You're not going to tell me how much you sold it. I can't find the price anywhere. It's not listed. Of what no, you s- it won't be. It won't be? <laughs> I've dug a number of times. I can't find it. <laughs> I don't know. Cannot. Well, you know, you, you, you got to respect your acquirer. And, uh, yeah. and you know, legally, I have to respect the, uh, the NDA. So it was, it was, it was nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know. The, 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 you know, we were talking about uh, business audio theater. So, so you know, just like we did Barefoot Wine, you know, we were up against a kind of a stodgy uh, establishment. And what we did was kind of radical. Now we're doing something radical uh, up against a stodgy business book 
uh, establishment. Now, anybody who's listened to a business book listens to it. And it's like, here's the three things you got to do, the five things to never do, the 20 yeah. things your customer wants from you. Right. It's prescriptive. It's top down. It's patronizing. They're telling you. So that's just it. Most business books are read to you. So we created a business book that is acted out and performed for you. So you're listening to this kind of a radio show with actors and they're interacting and there's outcomes and, you know, you're taking lessons away, but not because somebody's telling you. It's because you're watching it in your mind's eye. So this is a great thing you want to binge on if you're going to go for a long drive. I know we don't want to fly in airplanes anymore, but slap this on your smartphone and, and put in your earbuds and uh, take uh, take a wild adventure ride, uh, you know, from in the 1980s all the way through 2005. And I'm telling you, it's not all sip, a swirl and uh, and spit. No. It is more like forklifts and, you know, people that are uh, driving trucks and people that are working on big bottling lines and supermarkets. And so you get into like the bowels of the business. This is kind of like an outsider's inside view of the wine industry. So this is the first time. It's kind of like an expose of the wine industry, but it's comical because it deals with all these crazy laws we have and everything else. So I want to offer all of you folks out there a free episode. It's 25 minutes long, and there's 10 chapters. So hopefully, if you like it, you'll pick up the rest of The Barefoot Spirit. It's at Amazon. It's at iTunes. It's at Google. It's everywhere. It's The Barefoot Spirit audiobook. Uh, I guarantee you're going to at least... Uh, be entertained. Uh, you you might raise your eyebrows, and I'm sure you're going to say, oh, my God, I had no idea it was like that. And she watched these people here, you know, operating under these commonly held misconceptions and just just getting knocked to the pavement. And so it's it's not a brag book. It's more like an ouch book. <laughs> what, what do we do? We just post a link on the Grape Encounters website and bam, you're in? That's exactly what we're going to do oh, for man, you. Oh, that man, is, that is terrific. That's terrific. And we, this is not staged, by the way. That's a very kind offer of you. That'll be a lot of fun. And we'll post a lot about this. So you can go to the Grape Encounters website. Give us about, I would say, a couple of days to get it up and posted. But certainly by the very first part of uh, the coming week, it'll be there for you. Tell me this. Was it harder to crack into the distribution of your wine, finding distribution channels, or was it harder to make delicious wine? You know, we were blessed with a fantastic winemaker, Jennifer Wall, who is still making the wines at yeah. E&J Gallo. She's the most awarded winemaker of all time. Um, and interestingly, you know, she studied medicine and was in pre-med. So she's thinking about wine in biochemical terms, you know, organic chemistry. She's not just an, an enologist or a viticulturalist. That was the easy part. <laughs> now, the hard part was, yes, cracking into the distribution system. Uh, people in America don't realize it, but, you know, wine is heavy. You know, you can buy wine online, but it better be a 60 or $70 bottle because if it's going to cost you $5 a bottle to have it delivered, you know, it becomes a smaller 
lower percentage of the price of what you're buying. Right. But when you buy a $5 bottle of wine, you're not going to pay $5. So you're going to go to a liquor store or a grocery store to buy wine, say, under $20 because of their weight. But how does it get there, right? Oh, my God. You have to make all these sales. And uh, you got you got to sell your own people. Then you've got to sell the distributor. The distributor doesn't care about your price or your quality. He just wants to know if you're for sale. The big grocery store that's in his territory that's going to make him look better strategically. And then his sales manager doesn't care. And it right. doesn't have anything to do with the wine or the quality. And so, you know, here for the first five years of our business, I, I went out there and beat him up over quality and price. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to take a break in just a second. But before we do that, Michael Houlihan, I'm going to put you to a test. We have a list of the top 15 growth brands in table wine in June and July of this year. Name four of them. Well, I'm sure Barefoot is one of them. Definitely. And uh, probably Yellowtail is on the list. Absolutely is not there. That's amazing because they're one of the largest brands in the country. Probably uh, uh, Delicato's on the list. Uh, Delicato's not there, and that's a surprise too. Isn't that a surprise? I I would think that um, some of the medium price brands, you know, the $10 price point is really hot right now. Yeah. and And I would also think that some of the larger packages are starting to move. Buying wine in larger packages, three liters. and and Boxes. It can't be good if it comes in a box, but now they're saying, I don't want to go to the store more than once. Well, Black Box is on the list and Boda Box is on the list. And and frankly, you know what? I... I love Black Box as a picnic kind of wine. Let's think Chardonnays for a second. There's an iconic Chardonnay on the list that I personally think is just absolutely a wonderfully made wine. It's not Sonoma Coutrere. That would be out of the price point. No, I think KJ. Oh, yeah, KJ. KJ was the first Chardonnay that realized if they sweetened it, it would sell more. Well, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's it's one of those wines where you can buy it year in and year out, and it always tastes pretty delicious. Hey, we're talking to Michael Houlihan, a co-founder, along with Bonnie Harvey, of a Barefoot Wines sold to Gallo 15 years ago. Gallo's done a great job of retaining the image and the style and the quality of the brand, and uh, I know that makes you feel good, Michael. Uh, when we come back, I want to dig a little bit more into what people are doing during this pandemic and why certain things are taken off the way they are. So can you stay with me? I'm with you. All right. Be right back. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine & More. Every week, we encourage you to look beyond the ordinary and seek the extraordinary. That's why you definitely want to check out Winery Direct at Total Wine & More. These products are identified by the yellow shelf tag in the store or online. The selection includes more than 2,000 of their 8,000 wines, and you could be confident that you're getting the highest quality wines produced by some of the world's most renowned winemakers at the best price. Winery Direct is one of the many things that makes Total Wine & More so unique. Order today at TotalWine.com. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters Radio right after this. We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste.
If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion, like tomorrow. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. And of course, your faves will be there too. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade. Visit Total Wine & More in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. know what you're all drinking out there my audience is drinking wines in the 30 to maybe 50 dollar range maybe splurging just a little bit here and there but for the most part the consumption of table wines the less expensive wines the 10 dollar and under wines are super hot right now of course one of the most legendary brands of all times Barefoot Wine is one of those brands. Michael Houlihan and his wife created the brand. And, uh, you know, I want to go back to something real quick, Michael. You guys were such rebels. You talked about the fact that the Vintners Association wouldn't even let you guys in. Do you remember who the first big name in the industry was that came and put his or her arm around you and said, hey, welcome to the club? Um, Yes, I do. Uh, It was Tom Stockley. The writer for the uh, Seattle Times, uh, and he said Barefoot was the silver lining in the wine business. Uh, Tom Stockley, he passed away some years ago. He lived on a houseboat in Lake Union up there in the Seattle area, if you you know that area. He was just a wonderful guy. And then also Jerry Mead who's also passed away. He was uh, a great supporter. So we did find some people within the, within the industry who were really fed up with the snobbery because they felt like the snobbery was keeping people at the gates instead of welcoming them in. 
They saw Barefoot as a bridge. They said, hey, these guys are helping you out. You shouldn't beat them up. You should welcome them. Well, I think it was something that I try to point out. These big brands like Barefoot, like Kim Crawford that's on the list, like uh, Apothic, these brands are made with a great deal of care and consistency. They may not necessarily be the artisan products in some cases that, say, a Camus cab would be, but they still have to be made carefully because there are a lot of people that have to be pleased. And as somebody that judges some pretty major competitions, I can tell you that I have judged wines that are on this everyday wine drinking list that have walked away with gold medals, Barefoot has definitely had their share. So be careful about poo-pooing the lesser expensive brands because they can be a lot of fun to drink. And I know people like, for instance, that'll just get a bottle of uh, Barefoot Bubbly and drink it with their sushi. It's a great combination. Anyway, Michael, I'm going to go through some of these brands and let's talk about them together, okay? Because I know you know a lot of these. Sure, sure. Uh, first off, and it, it's one that deserves to be on this list, is Stella Rosa. Oh, and, yeah. And Very interesting. The winery, believe it or not, is based where, Michael? Sonoma County. Wrong. <laughs> See, nobody knows this. The winery is based in Los Angeles. Oh, that's right. You are absolutely right. It's Los Angeles. Los they make a lot of wine there, and the grapes actually come from where I live, the Paso Robles region. And uh, there's something that's just fun, pure fun about drinking uh, Stella Rosa. It's, they call it frizzante, so it's not like champagne bubbles, but it's just this little fizz that kind of dances on your tongue like a little angel. Josh is the next wine. Yeah, it's a new one, and it has almost a cult following. I think the millennials have taken it to heart. Both in the way that they package and label the wine, and it looks like a serious competitor with more expensive wines. Okay, we talked about boxed wines, a Boda Box, Black Box. Those are just fun picnic wines. Barefoot is, of course, on the list and will always be on the list. Uh, Woodbridge is one that I forgot to mention. And, you know, there's almost no place you can go and not see Woodbridge. And then the brand that is just like the most staggering sale of all times next to Barefoot is Mayomi. That's a wine that's a, it's a shocker because it became such a popular cult wine. It just got completely out of control and I, I don't remember what the brand sold for, but it was like a whole lot of money, a ton of money. Uh, underneath that, a an entry that comes uh, not from the U.S., but uh, from our friends uh, down under, Kim Crawford. Oh, yeah. Wait, Some of the wait, best I, Sauvignon Blanc. Wait, I said down world. under, but uh, no, that's New Zealand, actually. Really good. Uh, very solid wines. Now, here's one that's – boy, I'll tell you, if you, if you – aren't drinking this wine, you should because it's got quite a pedigree and it is called Decoy. And Decoy is made by the same folks that make Duckhorn and Paradox and all of these other duck-themed wines. And it's actually the Duckhorn family and they make stupendous wines. And even though this is one of their um, lower-priced brands, uh, it's a humdinger. It's a good quality brand. You ever have that, Michael? I have. It's excellent. This is one that just exploded onto the market some years ago. And and in fact, I think this one came out, if I'm not mistaken, to compete with Folia Dew, and that's Apothic. Right. 
Now that's a Gallo product. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's full bodied, uh, very robust, easy drinking, forward fruit. The package is very gothic. So yeah. the term apothic, I, I love the packaging and, you know, the, the deep red colors and whatnot. It, looks like a much more expensive wine than it is. Yeah, and they came out, I don't know if it's still around, actually. I think it was, was it called Inferno? They aged it in whiskey barrels, and all I can say is, it wasn't bad, but boy, was it weird. It was a strange one. Michael, I, I just looked at the clock. We're out of time. We got to wrap it. How about that? Okay, other, other wines on the list. La Crema, Kendall Jackson's Vintner Reserve, Cavett, Franzia Vintner Select, and of course, Rombauer. Talk about popular wine. Michael, uh, a, a quick plug. People want to plug into the knowledge that you and Bonnie impart. You can subscribe to the newsletter for free, right? Oh, yeah. yeah go to our website. It's uh, www.thebarefootspirit.com. And uh, as I said, we're going to provide you uh, with a free chapter of our new audio play called The Barefoot Spirit by the same name. Starring Ed and- Asner. All right. Well, listen, that's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening. Michael Houlihan, it is always one of the greatest pleasures of my career to have you and also Bonnie on the show. We missed her today, but we'll have her on next time. And that will do it for Grape Encounters this week. We will be back here next week. And notice we barely talked about COVID-19 this week. We're making progress. I want to remind you that Grape Encounters Radio has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. You know, when you sell over 8,000 wines under one roof, you're going to meet consumers from every walk of life with different tastes and needs. Luckily, Total Wine has everybody covered with their nearly endless selection of wines to choose from, plus a variety of ways to shop. They even have in-store pickup and contactless curbside pickup, so you're in and out in a flash. From your favorite picks to rare finds, There's always something new to discover at Total Wine & More. Order today at TotalWine.com. 